Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 574th edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. Get your daily reading from me and other writers over at the Red Bull News Network. But as always, this show is dedicated to American soccer in its entirety. Chat room is open. Come on in. Discuss amongst yourselves if you like. If you have a question for me, I'll try to answer it to the best of my abilities. And wouldn't you know it, ladies and gentlemen, just as quickly as Jesse Marsh was sacked by Leeds United, he has quickly been hired by Southampton to save them from their relegation worries. And all you can say is Jesse Marsh is now beginning to be a very important player in the Premier League in England because they saw, they saw what he did for Leeds last year to save them from relegation. They believe he is the man to save them from relegation as well. Currently, with 22 matches played in the Premier League, Some have already played a little bit more than others. Uh, Man United and uh, Tottenham have played 23 matches. Uh, Arsenal still has a match in hand. So does Brighton uh, with 21 matches played. So does Liverpool. At the moment, Southampton at the bottom table in the English Premier League. 15 points. They are three behind both Everton and Bournemouth, who are also within the relegation zone currently, and Leeds United a point ahead of Everton and Bournemouth, four ahead of Southampton. And wouldn't you know it, very interesting webs that have been weaved in the English Premier League. Wouldn't you know it? If we take a look at the schedule for the coming up weekend in the English Premier League, and this is going to be a big moment because even though Southampton will be on the road at Chelsea on Saturday the 18th, Leeds will be on the road against Everton. Down the schedule, these two sides are going to face each other. Southampton and Leeds. And yes, that also means that Jesse Marsh will be facing his friend and former assistant coach at the New York Red Bulls and at Leeds United, Chris Armas. This, my friends, 
is the stuff that you'd love to write about. This is the stuff you love to see when you have a former excuse me, when you have a manager of a former team being hired by a new team and then he has to take on his former side. Who brought over Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, and in the recent transfer window this past winter, Weston McKenney. And now he has to go against Leeds United and the three American national team players that he brought over. One from Red Bull Leipzig, Red Bull Salzburg, and Juventus. This, my friends, is very exciting. And what goes on in England, in the Premier League, only gets bigger and bigger and better and better. This is what we've all been waiting to see. This is what we've been all wanting to see. This, my friends, is the huge matchup that was going to happen later on down the road in this English Premier League season with all the twists and turns you've had with Arsenal, Manchester City, Manchester United, Newcastle, Brentford, Liverpool, Everton, now Leeds, now Southampton. Because now you have a relegation battle to go along with a Premier League title race. Who will stay out of the bottom three? Can Jesse Marsh make his magic again? And if he does make his magic again, what will be the thing that Southampton will do? But at the same time, what if Jesse Marsh does fail? Does Southampton keep him in the championship if they do get relegated eventually? There are only four points behind Leeds at this point in time. And Jesse's going to have to really work his magic a lot harder, a lot smarter, and a lot better. And listen, don't get me wrong. Do I believe Jesse Marsh is one of those American head coaches that deserves an opportunity for the U.S. men's national team? Absolutely he does. Absolutely he does. But To be fair and to be honest, knowing Jesse and knowing how the U.S. Soccer Federation works, they're going to drag this out. They're going to drag it out for as long as they can because they got to find a new sporting director, which should not be a part of the U.S. Soccer Federation. They have to look for a general manager, which is not really a part of the U.S. Soccer Federation. And then those two men can, or whoever it is, can collaborate and select a head coach. And this is where the arrogance of U.S. soccer comes into play. Not just their arrogance, but their stupidity. Cannot make a national team a club team. 
You tried that already with Greg Berhalter. You tried that already with Ernie Stewart and Brian McBride. And to be fair, it's nice to have these people running these things. But if you've listened to my show a couple of weeks ago with Carter Krishnire, this does not happen in England. This does not happen in Germany. This does not happen in Italy. This does not happen in Spain. It's never happened before with the U.S. Soccer Federation, but because of the way that the U.S. Soccer Federation is being run by the Board of Governors and not giving a paid position to president of the Federation, Cindy Parlo-Cone, who, like I have said, I give her credit for getting the equal pay situation done. I give her credit for that. But outside of that, outside of the social media, the social justice demands, the, the fight to make equal pay happen, what has she really done? What has she done when it comes to the game itself? The figurehead. That's supposed to have technically the final say, when in fact, she has no final say. The only reason that Sunil Gulati had a firm grasp as president of the U.S. Soccer Federation, and at the same time, a firm grasp of what goes on in soccer, he knows the ins and outs and the shall we say, political vibe that goes on behind the scenes all over U.S. soccer. What has Cindy Parlo Cohn done besides champion the women and at the same time champion the men, the players? What feeling Feelings does Cindy Parlo Cohn have when it comes to the political views inside the game in this country? When there is a heated argument going all over the place, who has to have the control to make sure the temperature is down and it's not even at simmer? That all the waters have to be calm. With all the issues and all the problems Gulati gave during the failure of qualification for the Russia World Cup in 2017 going into 2018, the truth of the matter is this. Sunil Gulati knows insides and outs of what needs to happen in U.S. soccer, not only in Major League Soccer, in the USL in the NISSAs, in the NPSLs, the UPSLs, the Open Cup, every single thing going on. Without someone with the awareness and the know-how and the knowledge to truly govern the game in this country, I'm sorry, U.S. soccer is lost. And to be honest, Jesse Marsh is very opinionated when it comes to the game in this country. And U.S. soccer does not want that. 
U.S. soccer wants a yes man. That's what they want, a yes man. And unfortunately, that's not what is needed here. I understand they don't want to be criticized. I understand they they don't want to be told what's going on, what's wrong, why is it wrong, do you know what you're doing? But the truth of the matter is this. What is U.S. soccer doing? What are they doing to truly, truly govern the game? So I'm not surprised that Jesse Marsh did not come back to the States to manage the U.S. men's national team. I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised he wanted another job in Europe or at least in the Premier League. And he's got that right now. All all you can say is this. Is that Jesse Marsh is in a place where he is comfortable, where he wants to succeed, where he wants to go out and, and do well. Prove that an American in this game can manage in a league, a tough league, that it is in England, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It is a tough league. It is a great league. And all I can say is, is that I wish Jesse nothing but the best once again. And I hope he does well. Over at Southampton, unfortunately, Leeds, it wasn't successful enough. He did save him from relegation last year. But it is, without a doubt, going to be a tougher situation going into Southampton to try and save them from relegation because they're in a position right now where it's a lot tougher and harder. But we'll see what happens moving forward. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got a great show for you tonight as we get ready to talk about the unfortunate situation that has happened here with American soccer, especially in the media end of things, as SB Nation that is run by uh, Fox Media, excuse me, Vox Media. That's V as in Victor. OX Media has basically chopped off the uh, the great talented writers of their MLS soccer division, and I'm basically two of my colleagues when I was at SB Nation joining me right now to talk about this 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 horrible situation. Unfortunately, Sam Minton over in New England in the Boston area who covered the New England Revolution for the Bent Musket, and my good friend Matt Ralph uh, over in Philadelphia covering the Union at the Brotherly Game. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Wish it was under better circumstances, but Sam, uh, if I can go to you first. Um, This had to be a very tough pill for you to swallow and for the rest of your uh, site mates over at the Bent Musket, and I bet you, along with Matt, has spoken with many of our colleagues covering MLS for this 
horrible news that has happened to you and everybody else. Yeah, you know, thank you for uh, having me on, Dan. You know, like you mentioned, I uh, definitely wish there was better circumstances. But, you know, it was definitely a difficult time. It came as a shock. You know, we did really didn't get any heads up about it. Uh, the person who emailed me, I have never talked. I never talked to during my time, uh, you know, under the SB Nation umbrella. But, you know, even during those difficult times, it was we we were lucky enough to, you know, get an outpouring of love and, and support from, you know, everybody who uh, read our site. So, you know, that was definitely good. And, you know, luckily, you know, I have plenty of great colleagues at now the Blazing uh, Musket, as we are now called. Uh, so, you know, it's been great. We've been able to kind of bounce back. We have, you know, our own website now. We're doing even more coverage than we did before. So, you know, even in the difficult times, uh, we have a lot of great people and we were kind of able to bounce back. Matt, if I can go to you, um, obviously, I know you're a family man. And uh, when you broke the news to your wife about what happened, uh, of course, we all know it's a labor of love covering our MLS clubs and, you know, being or feeling like, you know, you're doing a professional job, even though technically it's not for you, um, the Philadelphia Daily News or any of the local Philadelphia papers that do cover sports. And obviously there's Jonathan Tannenwald that does cover the union and, and uh, U.S. soccer, you know, officially. You know, what what was that feeling for you, unfortunately, when you got the news as well? Yeah, I mean, like Sam said, it was it was surprising. The timing of it was uh, pretty terrible. The the way they've kind of dragged out some of the the details of you know being able like what we're able going to be able to do, like in terms of you know the domain, the uh, archives, the site, um, the contract ends in a few a uh, couple weeks, but then beyond that, it's we're still kind of details have been trickling in slowly. Uh, my wife uh, honestly wasn't that, <laughs> that sad about it. Uh, I mean, I think she tolerates, uh, she tolerates what I do, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was very, it was very surprising. And I think um, similar to what Sam said, I mean, just a lot of people very, uh, just really kind of coming out and, and showing their support. And I, you know, I think we knew all along that we had a pretty devoted, you know, following pretty good re- readership, but, I definitely think the the folks who who've contributed to the site over the years are are, are motivated to continue. Uh, we're going to be announcing soon kind of what those plans look like, but we will you know we will we'll, we will be continuing and you know just it's just good to know um, that even though this came as a shock and it's unfortunate how it, how it came out and how it's been you know, kind of been strung along a little bit with this, but that you know there. There's definitely a desire to, um, you know, kind of continue, and I think in in some ways we're probably as motivated as ever. Uh, we'll see after we get into League Cup and stuff how how much how much that momentum carries and into what's going to be a really you know somewhat painfully long season uh, with a lot of extra games. But um, but yeah, I mean, from where we're at right now, you know, it's just been a lot to do behind the scenes that uh, a lot of things I would normally be doing this year I've been not doing, just trying to sort of right the ship and figure out the, just the best direction to go now. Sam, when you are the managing editor of the Ben Musker, or at least one of the MLS 
sites covering you know not all the clubs obviously, but the majority of the ones you know. I mean, the Revolution has been one of the founding clubs in Major League Soccer since 1996. Um, you know, when you broke the news to your staff, how did they take it? I mean, obviously, they probably took it very badly. But, you know, when, when you're looked upon as an independent writer, do you feel that's a badge of honor? Or do you feel that you're more than just being an independent writer? Well, I would definitely say that, you know, being an independent writer, you know, it's kind of that underdog story, I guess, if you want to say, you know, obviously, you know, there's some people in the press box, you know, like Frank Delava, who's absolutely amazing. You know, a place like the Boston Globe, you got Rich Thompson from the Boston Herald. But, you know, when it comes to what we've been able to create at, you know, TBM, it's been a real great community. So, you know, to be able to do that, you know, independently, it's been great. And when it comes to, you know, breaking the news to everyone, it was obviously tough, you know, definitely a bit shocking. But there was always the desire to keep it going. You know, our our founder, uh, Steve Sower, he created it and it was, it was his baby. And me personally, I just didn't want it to just go away. So, you know, as soon as we found out the news, we wanted to keep it going. You know, luckily we have our photographer, uh, Dolan. He's a graphic designer. He was able to start creating logos, going through that creative process. Me and uh, my co-site manager, Seth McCumber, you know, we were working, figuring out where would be the next location. You know, we ended up going with Substack, but, you know, seeing if we'd go to a website. But there's this, this, this desire, you know, kind of, you know, like Matt said, that, you know, we're almost more motivated than ever, and it's been real great to, you know, get the ground running, you know, definitely uh, be a long season, but hopefully people uh, appreciate the work, and it's been great to, you know, like I said, you know, see that love and outpouring of support, and our staff's just ready to keep going, keep covering the revolution, but, you know, we're even covering, you know, teams like Vermont Green FC, Hartford Athletic. It's really allowed us to, you know, grow on what was already a great community hopefully make it even bigger. And Matt, obviously your obviously sentiments are exactly the same as Sam's with the union fans. And, you know, have you received any, um, uh, any, any emails or any contacts from like Jonathan Tannenwald, some of the other professional writers that have contacted you about uh, the situation that happened to you? Yeah. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people, um, the team, was one of the first people to uh, represent us for the team. We're among the first to reach out and just, you know, um, you know, I, I didn't really know how to answer the question of like, how, how can we help you? Cause I didn't know a lot of information, but it's certainly losing things like having access to, to, to photos um, for away games and that kind of thing. And just, just kind of talking to the team about just ways to sort of, uh, you know, kind of make up for some of that loss there. But um, you know, so that was great to hear from them and, you know the, the 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 timing of it, like I said, has been really interesting. Uh, we 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 got one of the best emails I've ever gotten as an editor from a player. Uh, it was really very uh, not a union player, but a, a professional player that was just very heartfelt and really meant a lot to me personally and to the to the writer who wrote the piece that that they were referencing in their email. But um, you know, yeah, just really like interesting. Um, you know ideas and offers and things like that too just from people that, that appreciate what we do but I th- the timing was also weird just with you know all the stuff happening with 
the new, you know, deal with Apple. And, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about, and, you know, as we see, you know, and I'm, I'm largely supportive of the Apple deal because I, you know, I love the idea that all this stuff is going to be on demand without blackouts and all of that. I mean, I recognize that for some people the cost is, is, is a barrier, which is unfortunate. But also there's going to be a lot more content being produced by the teams, which is good on one level. But also I think it also makes what we do as independent, you know, people covering these teams, covering the league, it, it, it just it's just more important, I think, than ever before to have an independent voice because, you know, yes, it's great that the league covers itself and has this platform now on Apple TV to, to, to put more content out, but it's all, it's all controlled by the league. It's all messaged by, messaged by the league and messaged by the team. So I think it's important to have people like Sam and I that, you know, and our awesome colleagues from around that have been covering the league, just asking these questions or pointing out things and, doing, you know, like digging into numbers and saying, well, the coach said this, but is that actually true? Or does, you know, this team is really struggling because of X, Y, and Z. I mean, we've had the benefit of being, having the union, you know, largely being, you know, a top contender the last few years. Um, Hopefully they don't pull a New England revolution after their great season and, and fall off this year. But, you know, you just never know. It's never given an MLS that you'll, you'll be on top for long, uh, for, for many years. But um, I, th- I just think independent media is important and the voices of individuals who have the institutional memory, which, you know, anytime these companies sort of cut, cut things or just, they, you know, cut people or cut, cut resources, they, you know, that's, that's often the biggest loss. And that's what we've seen, you know, trying to go back through the history of the game here is, just all the things that have been lost because, you know, someone stopped paying for something or things that were never covered because there wasn't anybody on a beat to cover, um, you know, an open cup game or whatever. And so I just think more than ever the independent journalists and independent voices covering the league and covering the the sport in this country is just just as important as it's ever been, especially as we gear up for 2026. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and Sam, let me just throw this at you if I could. I mean, obviously, as we all know, streaming services are now becoming more frequent, more the norm now. And I mean, is it strange to say that uh, even though there are still some people that are kind of resisting it at times, not everybody, but it's like half and half, I'd say maybe 60-40 for it, because there's still that 40 that's kind of against it. Um, do you feel that the the access of not being on linear television or through the uh, cable providers, maybe even the, the satellite um, providers as well, that's going away so quickly and it's causing a lot of harm, possibly? I mean, you know, I definitely think it's a fair statement. I'm going to keep it 100% with you. I'm currently wearing a nice uh, Apple MLS Season Pass uh, shirt that I was lucky enough to get from MLS PR. Uh, but when it comes to this Apple deal, you know, I definitely do think there are some great points, you know, like Matt mentioned. And I think overall it would be great for the league. They're going to get paid and, you know, they kind of get the boosting of being, you know, associated with Apple. But when it comes to just, I would say, the the fair weather fan here in New England, you know, it's going to be tough for them. They're used to just being able to turn on, you know, whatever channel it is watch the revs and just not have to do that it's part of their tv package there's no real barrier to entry like matt said 
Now you're going to really have to go out of your way to, you know, watch the revs. I think there's one or two games you might be able to watch outside of the revs. I mean, outside of uh, Apple TV. But besides that, it's going to be behind the Apple TV, you know, paywall. So I think it'll be interesting. I think no matter what, it will kind of be a win for the league. But in terms of growth, I think it can be, it'll be really interesting to see the results because I think there will definitely be a loss of, you know, that casual fan who maybe might just be getting into soccer, especially heading into the 2026 World Cup. And now instead of, you know, being able to easily turn on a game, it can be a little bit more difficult. You have to go out of your way, sign up for whether it's monthly or a year. And, you know, you get all the access to the games, which, you know, MLS sickos like myself who will watch MLS uh, till the day is over. You know, that's great. But for someone who's just getting into the sport, I don't know if that's exactly what they're looking for. So I think there's some benefits. I think, you know, definitely the league itself will do well, but it'll be interesting to see how it affects, you know, each fan base. At the end of the day, Sam, we're all MLS sickos no matter what, so ha-ha. But anyway, <laughs> but Matt, um, you know, just out of curiosity, and I don't know if this has happened to Sam or I know it hasn't happened to me yet, but do you, I mean, obviously, like, this is a partnership with MLS and Apple, but do you have the feeling or do you maybe hoping um, Apple contacts you uh, because of the work you've done with the Brotherly Game uh, with SB Nation, and do you see that, uh, Matt, uh, for that happening maybe down the road, if it does? Yeah, I mean, you know, my brother works uh, at Apple HQ, so this has been kind of fun when this was announced that, um, like, dude, why didn't you tell me about this? Like, not that he can really tell me anything he knows anyway until it gets announced publicly, <laughs> but it's been fun just to, like, our world just kind of collided and, um, you know, it, it's it's been kind of cool just sort of talking to them when when stuff comes out. Like I was on that. I mean, they had the you know sort of press briefing, and I was like, my brother's like, oh, who's on it? Tell me all the people. You know, it's like, oh, that's that's not his division, but he knows who that person is, kind of thing. So that that was really fun, just from a personal standpoint, um, and to kind of have my brother, who I mean, he likes the union. Like he'll go when they're in town in San Jose, but um, but yeah, it's, that's been that's been a fun thing. I mean. You know, Apple's involvement, like, Apple knows what they're doing. It's a great company. They make great products. I, I think, you know, in some ways, like Sam said, it, it's really beneficial to the league as a whole. I mean, one of the things we've heard, um, you know, the union were streaming their games for free on their website for people in market. But uh, so people in market have reason to be like, oh, I want some uh, paying nothing to having to pay for this. But also the people in those fringe areas, like that you, you're familiar with, Daniel, like Princeton and Harrisburg, and you know, always had, you know, always hearing complaints about people having games blacked out. I once tried to put a Union game on in the stadium while I was at a Union Two game and could not get it because of a black blackout. So, so that's that's definitely been um, that was an issue before this that will no longer be an issue. So, and, and you know, and Apple will be, you know. They're saying, what, six games for free every week. So there's still going to be opportunities for people who are, you know, watching the new Jason Siegel vehicle or whatever to like, oh, what's this MLS thing, you know? So I'm not – I don't watch baseball. I stopped watching baseball when the Cubs won the World Series pretty much. And every now and then if I'm on there, I'm like, oh, what's this game? I'll watch an MLB game. So I, I sort of look at it that way where, you know, people who do have the platform already – 
networks are already sort of like use Apple TV as the central hub for their TV watching. Um, you know, could introduce some fans that way since it will be, you know, a certain amount of games every week. They say 40%. I think maybe TV Plus subscribers might have access to other games as well. So um, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that are good about it. The advertising piece will be interesting just the way they're selling partnerships. It's going to be a little bit different than how traditional advertising has been working on streaming services. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be adjustments along the way too. (laughs) So, um, and as they grow and they learn, um, you know, maybe they do try to, you know, hire some content people. I don't know. I I don't know what the future holds, but I do think there's going to be lots of ways for people to kind of find their, uh, find their way into whether it's like, you know, they get a 599 package deal for the playoffs or whatever it is, you know, that I think there's going to be lots of different ways as the season progresses or, you know, T-Mobile might throw it in for a package with something. I think there's going to be different ways that people will be able to, to get in under that price point. And also, I think ultimately it's about selling advertising and selling the brand, the Apple brand. So, you know, if, if, if Apple can, can tell, sell a partner on the idea that they have X amount of people paying $100 a year, that's enticing to advertisers because they're like, oh, people with money to spend are – are on this service. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch. And like I said, if, if we can get MLS, if we can get MLS and MLS next pro games on demand uh, for those of us who try to watch as much as we can, it's going to be a, a huge game changer for sure. No, absolutely. And I think that's the number one thing that I think Apple and MLS are all hoping for is that um, everyone's going to go for their, uh, uh, for the uh, subscription amount, and uh, either knock it all uh, knock it all out in one season, or go month by month. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Sam, if I can go back to you, uh, since creating the brand new website that you've done it, and um, it's called the Blazing Musket. Just to remind me, is that what it's called or no? That is correct, the Blazing Musket. Okay, just want to make sure I got it correct. Um, how has how has it been? Since creating it, uh, has the numbers gone up uh, automatically in the first couple of days and weeks? Um, everyone knows, obviously everyone knows you and all your writers and your staff. Uh, what has been the turnout so far? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been great. It's hard to compare numbers because uh, we don't have the same analytical system that we do have. Uh, but basically how I've been able to kind of gauge the interest is that with our new website we offer, you know, we have all our content, uh, but we also do offer a kind of like paid tier where you can do like five bucks a month or also too, if you want to donate more, you can do that as well. And, you know, we've gotten a great response um, in terms of people willing to actually pay for our work, which obviously, you know, when you're on SB Nation, you can't really profit off that. It's basically you get paid by box, you know, whatever the amount is, and that's pretty much it. So it's been great to see that people value our work um, people, you know, are willing to, you know, even pay for our work. It's been just great overall, and it's we've seen good responses to our stories. We've been able to kind of create, you know, just a new home for our community that already existed. So it's been a great start, and it's very much motivated us as we're getting ready for, you know, the regular season, and hopefully uh, the Reds can, you know, be successful. And, you know, when the team's successful, uh, a lot of people – I like to read about them. So it's just really been great so far. 
to see people, you know, no matter where we are, they're going to find our content and, you know, they care about the work we do. Absolutely. And Matt, just out of curiosity, have you started a brand new site at all covering the union or has it just been, um, you know, you haven't had a chance to create anything yet and you're just about to start doing something? Yeah, we, we're working on that side of things. Um, we, we will be, like I think I said, we'll be announcing soon. It, it's going to be, we're, we're partnering with, with another site. Uh, we're going to, um, you know, we're going to sort of kind of continue as best we can, like kind of the brotherly game brand and in terms of covering Philadelphia Union, but then we're going to also continue our coverage of everything that's, soccer related in the Philadelphia area. So, uh, you know, we're still motivated to do that. And um, so we're going to be, you know, kind of rolling that out soon. Um, we've been publishing at a, like a much slower pace on the, on the site. Cause it's kind of, a, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't even know what to do with that. In the meantime, I mean, we are technically under contract still. So, uh, so I've done some things there, but I, I've been really devoting a lot of my time to just trying to, sort through um, the next steps for us. But, you know, we've had some meetings with, with, with the main contributors and some people who, you know, have been you know, expressed interest in kind of helping with the next chapter. So, you know, that's been, that's been fun just to sort of kind of take a step back and say, like, you know, what, what do we actually want to cover? I mean, I had a contract that said, you know, we had to do X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, the focus was the union. Um, it'll continue to be a big piece of what we do, but also maybe we won't write game recaps for every game, or maybe we won't, um, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe we just won't do certain things or, or, or will, um, you know, I'm really interested in just, you know, spending, having people spend more time on subjects and, and, and not just, not just always letting the, the sort of the daily, whatever the daily, Top hot topic is or the daily news to, to get in the way of of really kind of covering the team from a larger um, you know from sort of more of a a bigger picture kind of thing and and not always assuming that everybody who reads the site knows every little thing that happens every every you know couple hours on Twitter so um, you know so we're really just trying to focus our content and you know we love to we love to dig into the history of the game and. You know, the Philadelphia Union didn't invent soccer in Philadelphia. Um, they they came along really they've come along really really late in the game, but they've they've managed to put a team together that's that's had some success, and that's great, and we love that. But also, there's a lot such a rich history of soccer here in Philadelphia, and you know, we have a great amateur scene, we have you know great lower level leagues um, teams and everything. So um, so we want to continue doing that and continuing to sort of draw attention to the people behind the, you know, these, these different clubs and um, the, the sport in general here in the area. Absolutely. And, you know, look, um, I, I mean, look, you know me very well. I was with once a Metro for five years over there at SB nation. I've always treated it like a professional job. I mean, I know I'm an independent writer. I'm independent show host here with blogtalkradio.com, but, you know, I've always felt uh, I, I tried to do a job, a good of a job as much as I could to cover the Red Bulls 
for once to Metro and represent SB Nation in a good light. And um, like you guys did, you know, covering the revolution for SB Nation, uh, Sam, and of course for Matt covering the union for uh, Brotherly Game of SB Nation as well. So, I mean, it's really a hard pill to swallow. Have you spoken to any anyone else, guys, uh, from any of the other sister sites that have covered uh, our, these fellow MLS clubs, like maybe in Orlando and Los Angeles or Chicago? or Columbus, uh, Sam, you first, and then Matt, your response. Yeah, it, you know, it's definitely, you know, I know some people, I'm, I'm friendly with Ben Cork over at Once Metro, so kind of wanted to see, you know, what his plans were. Um, I know Chicago, uh, they still have their podcast, and also, too, they're kind of in the process of rebranding. I know they just kind of changed over their Twitter account, um, and they're going to be kind of launching, it seems, quite soon. I know uh, the Dallas site, Big D Soccer, they're also on uh, Substack, so they moved uh, there as well. Same name, but just, you know, a new home, uh, kind of like we did uh, with the Blazing Musket. And then also, too, I know uh, the Real Salt Lake site, they also have a new home, uh, Matt Montgomery over there. He's a wizard with uh, computers and website and design and all that, so he was able to whip up a website quite fast. So I believe he's with uh, Washington Soccer Sentinel now. That's uh, their new name. But it's really been great to just see everyone in a really tough moment be able to kind of bounce back. You know, like Matt's mentioned, it was a really difficult timing for all this. It was right as the season was about to get started. You know, I was literally about to do an interview when I found out the news. So it was difficult timing, and we didn't really have a lot of time to make a decision. You know, everyone at the the bent musket now the blazing musket we kind of wanted to make a decision and kind of you know make sure that we're able to establish ourselves as we get into this new mls season so it's really just been great to see everyone bounce back from this moment and you know i like to think that it'll it'll make us all stronger in the end you know all it'll be a benefit to us now that we're able to kind of do our own thing like matt said we can do the content that we want to do uh, so it's just really been great to see the response from all the other sites. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken, uh, you know, we have a pretty active Slack channel. That's been great just kind of sharing some of our frustrations with things. But I uh, you know, spoke recently with that uh, over at uh, Blue Testament and, um, you know, spoken with uh, Michael at the mainland and, um Obviously, I'm getting to have this great conversation with you and, and Sam uh, here tonight, and uh, just various people. Um, you know, yeah, like Sam said, Matt Montgomery at Ralph Salt Lake. I mean, those guys have been just been awesome in general. I, I joked with Matt, like, you know, it's a shame we don't like the union don't really play them anymore because uh, we'd love like a good excuse to talk to, to them. And um, you know, one of the one of the areas I think that was. Was, was kind of frustrating to me. Uh, I think the network that we have was really just, I mean, that was one of the huge benefits of having an SB Nation site. And then as the league grew and the SB Nation network of MLS sites didn't grow, uh, that was a, a point of frustration because I felt like, you know, the strength of the network was, was when every team was covered. And as teams were added and those teams weren't being covered, I think we, our coverage as a whole slipped a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things Joe Listers on our staff, like, 
you know, he, he always does these like really great interviews with the other sides before the, the union play that, the team they cover. And you always get these really good insightful things. Um, I think Sam, maybe you've done these before, but like you just, you get like, you know, we just do a quick, quick little Q and A and it's, you know, it's always nice to connect with the other sites and just, you know, they're, they're, they're doing this every day and, you know, they know way better than we do about what's going on with their team and, um, you know, how badly they think the union are going to beat them that week. But um, <laughs> um, I, I realize saying that, like, it's, you know, I'm, I'm asking for it. But, it, uh, yeah, you know, the just having that network and having people you can bounce things off. I was in Orlando for Decision Day and getting to see Michael uh, at the mainland was, like, almost as fun as being at the game. You know, I, I went to a game at Dallas and, and talking to those guys there. And, you know, you, you automatically, when you go into a press box where you know someone from an SB Nation site, like you have your you have your contact, you know. Greg and I went to Nashville. We didn't have an SB Nation person, but, like, we met Ben Wright, and he was just, you know, just a great resource. And it's just nice to go into places and people know your work and you immediately can kind of hit it off with people and have a connection um, because – you know, they're a fellow MLS. What, what do we call ourselves now? At the sickos. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's yep. really, I think that's really, that's really a fun part of this. And like you mentioned, I mean, I'm, I have young children and um, I have a, you know, pretty demanding day job at times. And it's just, you know, that's for me, that's what makes it all worth it is have like these relationships that we've built and, uh, within our own market, but especially in the other markets where I know I can get on now the blazing musket and kind of get up to speed. Uh, for a while, it felt like we were uh, basically on the same staff since we, <laughs> I think the union and New England played each other like six <laughs> times during the COVID year. So um, that's just been really, I think, really a perk of this. And I know that moving forward, it's like we've established these relationships. And, um, I, you know, I just know that you know, we're going to continue, even if we're not formally connected to each other, we're still going to still have, the, we still have the Slack channels going. And, um, you know, we still just have that camaraderie, which I think, uh, like I said, it, it, it just makes us all, um, you know, just, just a lot more worth it since we're, you know, we're not necessarily getting paid at the level we, we should have been paid in the first place. But um, it's just, it, it is definitely something that, that I love about it. Well, let me just say this, gentlemen. You know, look, I, you know I value your time and I value how you cover your respective clubs in MLS uh, when you're with SB Nation and uh, what you're doing now. And, uh, um, look, you guys have an automatic invite to be on the show to dis- discuss the clubs you cover in MLS because we're all sickos no matter what. And, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, like I said, you, you guys are more than welcome to be on the show. I want you to be on the show so you have the opportunity to talk about the revolution, Sam, to talk about the union, Matt, of course. Matt, obviously, with CONCACAF Champions League coming very soon, we're gonna, I'm going to need you as well. So, And, of course, during the season as well. So, guys, um, if I can just finish off in saying this, I always appreciate your time covering the clubs, and I always appreciate your time talking about your clubs here on the show. Good luck with your uh, independent sites, and hopefully, you know, the the future is uh, profitable and uh, and uh, successful down the road, and I want to thank you both for being on the show tonight. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan, and I look forward to the day and I finally can talk to you about the Union win in the Open Cup. 
<laughs> what is that now? Free, that's the one I want. Uh, championship. That's the one you want. I don't want it. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. No, we'll have conversation. Don't worry. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and have a good night. All right. That was uh, Sam Minton over in the Boston area for uh, uh, now the Blazing Musket, no longer the Bent Musket, and Matt Ralph, formerly of the Brotherly Game, formerly both of them, formerly of SB Nation. And to all of uh, my former colleagues at SB Nation, all of you that uh, who have been on this show, if you are listening to the show tonight, um, let me just say this. You have an outlet here on the Four Scenes Fire American Soccer Show to talk about your clubs that you cover. Of course, no longer with SB Nation through Vox Media, but let me say this. No matter what, you will still have an invitation to come on this show to talk about your clubs in MLS because this is an American soccer show no matter what. And uh, it's an honor to always have you guys being on the show because I've always felt that we are, no matter what clubs that we cover, we are still a team. We are still a team. We cover these clubs with our uh, hearts and with our passion and our minds as well. So all I can say is uh, keep going strong, keep fighting the good fight, and hopefully if there will be another uh, sports news outlet being created or a, uh, a media doing soccer only, hopefully all of us will be a part of that and that will continue on covering our clubs here in MLS. And it's not just those in MLS that I feel bad for. I also felt bad for Indomitable Soccer City, of course, covering Sacramento Republic, uh, who unfortunately – not doing that anymore on that site. Um, but I also want to say this. I want to thank two people that I was able to work with and gave me some guidance as well when I first joined SB Nation uh, from Jason Iapico, who at the time was the managing editor of Once a Metro, who brought me over there. But I want to say thank you to both Jeremiah Ocean, who uh, – Sounder at heart, and uh, um, Alicia Rodriguez, who was doing Angels on Parade, then was Goats on Parade when it was Chivas USA, and now LAFC. Uh, those two were the section managers, meaning they ran the entire soccer section, uh, mostly with MLS as well, um, when it came to management of the site. Not only were they writing of you know with Jeremiah with on the Seattle Sounders and Alicia Rodriguez with Los Angeles Football Club but they were the two managers uh who were running the entire section I want to say thank you to them uh for giving me uh advice knowledge and you know asking me for my opinion uh being available to me when I had a question or asking for their opinions on certain subjects, on certain situations that I had to fulfill through SB Nation. I want to thank them as well. Those two were, you know, wonderful and 
also to them, if you want to be on the show, as always, you know, you're also more than welcome to be on the show no matter what. So I just wanted to say that to both Alicia Rodriguez and to Jeremiah Ocean. I want to thank my guests tonight, Sam Mitten in the Boston area, uh, formerly of the Bent Musket, now the Blazing Musket, and Matt Ralph in the Philadelphia area covering the Union, uh, formerly of the Brotherly Game, as um, or coming to the end, unfortunately, with the MLS sites on SB Nation. And to those over at Vox Media, you know, look, it's not an easy thing, I understand. It, it would be easy for me to basically yell hell, fire, brimstone, and go after them for cutting off all this coverage of covering MLS. But look, they've done it for so long, and cuts had to be made. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying they, they did what they had to do. Unfortunately, there are winners and there are losers and we all know who the losers are. The losers are those of you who have covered your MLS clubs religiously and professionally, in my opinion. And for those readers and followers who have come to these sites covering your local MLS clubs, whether it be within the U.S. or abroad, you're the ones that have also lost great coverage as well. So that's all I can really say on the situation. Um, I could go with every single person out there uh, that have covered these MLS clubs. Unfortunately, the list is not in front of me. I'll get to that maybe somewhere down the road once again. But I want to say thank you to those of you who have done a marvelous job covering our MLS clubs for SB Nation, part of Vox Media, and hopefully somewhere down the line or somewhere down the road, maybe Vox Media will have a change of heart and bring back covering all the MLS clubs that are available to all of us, not only in the U.S., but abroad as well. Once again, I want to thank my guests tonight, Matt Ralph and Sam Minton. Join me this coming Friday night. The NPSL Soccer Show comes back as I will have those clubs getting ready to talk about their first round opponents in the 2023 Lamar Hunt US Open Cup. The 2023 NPSL Soccer Show is returning and we're going to have a full year getting ready for some action and some awesome coverage of the NPSL. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care so long. And bye-bye for now.